0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and I'm excited to talk with actress, entrepreneur, author, activist, and of course, TV star Alyssa Milano. You know her best as Tony Danza's daughter in Who's the Boss?, but her TV and film career spans four decades and her continued charitable work across the globe is extraordinary. She's hosting and also a judge on the new season of Project Runway All-Stars. Hi, hi, hi Alyssa. Good morning. How are good, you?
0: Good morning. I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? I am
1: such a fan of yours. I cannot even believe I get the opportunity to talk with you. This is so That's cool. That's so
0: sweet. Thank you
1: so much. I love everything about you. I love everything that you do. So we'll get right into this and uh, won't waste one minute. So... You know, I want to start out the interview because you, looking back at your bio, you basically started, I mean, you started the business when you were probably like seven years old and, you know, most famous child actors, you know, they don't last this long. You've spanned like four, four decades in the spotlight and you became a household name. Everybody knows, you know, as Tony Danza's daughter on Who's the Boss for eight years. But I wanted to know, can you remember when you were 12 years old, the first moment that you realized that this is a smash hit and like, oh my god, everybody in their house is watching this every night, you know, at eight o'clock or whenever it was on. Did you? I'm
0: so glad you asked this question because <laughs> it, it not only do I have an answer for it, but it is a telling answer with where we are in television right, right. now compared to then. Because the first year of Who's the Boss, we were up against Family Ties, oh, and wow. we our ratings were the bottom of the Nielsen ratings. And when I say the bottom, I don't mean like, oh, they were towards the bottom. Really? I mean they were in the the bottom ten every single week of the first year. That is so special. And had that happened now, they would have pulled they right. would have pulled us after right. six episodes. But the network, which was ABC, believed in us so much that they shuffled us around yeah. until they found a time slot where people actually could find us. And from that moment on, so from the second season on, we became a, a top ten show. And it's, that would just never happen nowadays.
1: I know. TV's so different now. You're right. I mean, it was like, and you had to sit down and watch it. I mean, there was no chance that you could maybe hope that you could watch it on Netflix and maybe and it would be picked only, up, you know.
0: there were only three, three channels. That's right. I mean, it, this was before Fox. Yep, that's right. Season. So it was just CBS, ABC, and NBC. So the people, the viewership. I mean, we were talking. You know, we were bringing in Super Bowl numbers every single week because right. it's the only thing families had to had to had to watch. Did so, you? Yeah, such a different time, such a different time. And I think it's unfortunate now that with network television, mm-hmm. um, you know, that they depend so much on ratings especially when it's kind of an archaic right um measure it is of of success because technology you never know know, people are just yeah people are watching things different differently did you I, i always wonder with
1: you know actors and actresses that start out so young um did you did you ever miss out on going to the mall or going to do, you know, things that, that kids would do? Because to me, your life is like a dream. I mean, I would love to have experienced that. But at such a young age, I mean, did you, did you ever feel like you were missing out on anything or were you completely happy with the way everything sort of happened for you at that age?
0: Oh, I definitely felt like I was missing out. But, the, but I didn't know what I was missing out because I didn't know any different. Right. This is all I knew. This is my, my reality. This is my normal So, um, you know, I could only uh, sort of dream up what I thought I may have been missing out on um, because I didn't really know.
1: If you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. We've been talking with Alyssa Milano, best known for shows like Who's the Boss, Charmed, Melrose Place, My Name is Earl, you name it, she's probably done it. And she's hosting and judging the new season of Project Runway All-Stars, which is airing Wednesdays at 9 on Lifetime. Let's continue our conversation obviously who's the boss was on for a long time. And I, I love this. Like you went from one successful show to what I like to call the Aaron spelling effect, otherwise known as, you know, charmed Melrose place, you know, those weren't, yeah. those were monster shows again, back to back. And you were a part of it. And I, I don't know, is this true? I saw that, uh, charmed was, it was the highest rated premiere in the WB's history for n- yeah. and It was on for nine years, but that, is that true? The debut was the highest rated in yes. the network's history, that's yes. that show is still on. I flip through channels when I go home in the afternoon. It is always on. I mean, you're you're constantly on my
0: television. It's always on when people are at the gym. Yes, yes. Have you found that? Yes, absolutely. Like when you go to the gym, it's always on. I always get phone calls of like, "I'm on the elliptical. I'm watching you." Yes. <laughs>
1: I mean, how. How is that possible? How did you get connected with Aaron Spelling or with these shows? Because it's almost like you're under when you're under the Aaron Spelling umbrella, I mean, you were I mean, my God, that's three shows back to back, highly successful, multiple, multiple seasons. How did you get involved I was very, with those shows? Yeah, I was
0: <laughs> very, very blessed because once Aaron is loyal um to you and, and and loves you, he will use you for everything. And I and I've often said that I think the reason I was able to make that transition from a child actor to an adult actress is because he was, you know, uh, willing to give me opportunity. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I had just a general meeting with him after Who's the Boss was over. And he, um, we had a great general meeting, and then he offered me Melrose Place, and then shortly after that... Um, I wasn't the original person that played Phoebe in the pilot. Um, there was an unaired pilot that um, another actress played the character, but she left the show when we got picked up or when they got picked up. And so I got a phone call on a Thursday um, from Mr. Spelling saying, look, I have this, this show I think you'd be right for. But I had the, had the great... Um, luxury of being able to watch the original pilot yeah, uh, b- before I agreed to do it and I watched it and I said oh this show's gonna be a hit I just I knew it love I love it I totally knew it and um yeah and uh eight years later uh it was a it was a it was a hit
1: so uh, there's another thing I you you sort of started to bring up but I, I something this is the re- one of the reasons why I love you so much as an actress, in. in you know, I love you in many other ways, but I love you as an actress too because of everything you do. But you did something that a lot of actors fail to do successfully, and that's to, to sort of break the typecasting role. I mean, we all knew you as the sweet little girl, but you had a little bit of an edge on who's the boss. I mean, you were the tough New York daughter, you know, but you went on to roles like Amy Fisher, and honestly, and one of my favorite roles was was you in the movie Fear, where you played Margot Reese Witherspoon's best friend yeah. with Mark Wahlberg, because they were these dark and, like, scandalous characters that were so different, and that's the way to do it, I, I would think. If you're an actor actress, you want to sort of break out and show people, look, I'm not just this. I can be known for other things, too. To me, that's, like, when I think of you and what you can do as an actress, I mean, Was it hard for you to do roles like that, or was it something you knew you needed to do to sort of get away from, I don't want to be just generally thought of as, you know, Samantha Maselli? I
0: I don't think it was ever a sort of a pre, like I went into those roles going, well, this will break the image. Yeah. But I do think that other people did, meaning casting directors Mm -hmm. and directors, um, thought it would be a more interesting way to cast roles if they cast me, who is this wholesome, right? you know, girl-next-door image, um, in those roles. So I think that, um, you know, I can't really take credit for that tra- trajectory, but um, I think that it was definitely a conscious decision on, on certain certain people's, you know, part due right. to, to a higher someone that was against the grain of what the character
1: was. You are so good in those movies. I'm sorry. I I, I know I, I just everything you do, I, I enjoy watching you. And another reason why, you know, you are so fascinating and why we have you on Exceptional Women is because you give back a lot. I mean, you you're an activist. You you do a lot of charitable work. You've been a UNICEF ambassador and you've been honored, you know, for your dedication to making a positive difference in people's lives. You know our listeners that that listen to our morning show, I feel like it's important to let them know, you know, especially where you're in the entertainment industry and everybody looks at you like, "Oh, she lives this fabulous life, but you you give back just as much, if not more. And why do you think it's it's so important to be involved in nonprofit or to volunteer or to do charity work what What makes that so special for you?
0: Well, i I don't think um, volunteering or I feel like all of that should be as part of all of our lives as just breathing mm-hmm. I, agree. I, I feel I feel as though um, we've become so isolated um, and I think technology has a lot to do with that as well mm-hmm. even though technology has also brought us closer together in many respects right. um, it has also kept us somewhat isolated from each other and uh, and, and almost emotionally able to um, disconnect from your know, community or, or travesties that are happening in the world. Um, in my opinion, I think that we need to get back to that place of community service mm-hmm. and what it means to actually um, have empathy and compassion uh, and, and help one another. And uh, you know, that could be you don't have to you don't have to volunteer to do that. You can just uh you know, help help your neighbor with her 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 shopping bags if she right. goes food shopping. Um, but we have to get back to that place where we're actually making eye contact and, and <laughs> being in front of people. <laughs> no, it's a good point. It's a really good point. Allowing each other that that um you know, just that that kindness. Um and I think I think uh, you know volunteering for me is is really is really that is feeling hands- on uh, and making those connections and I think those connections are maybe um, really important to me because as an actor, you know we've all seen actors that that get to the point where they uh, they can't even go out and buy their own toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just never wanted to get to that point, not only because I just like people so much, but also because I don't think it makes you a better actor. Right, exactly. I think Good when point. You, yeah, when you're trying to play someone who's outside of yourself, who's maybe um, unique uh, or or even not unique, right. um, you need to be able to identify with that with that character and that person. And I think often actors and actresses get themselves so... Uh, isolated from the rest of humanity, that they lose touch of what that what that really means. Um, but I think, um, you know, I'm raising my kids to to know that giving back is is as common as mm-hmm. as as breathing and going to get, um, you know, going to school. It's just it's everyday really life. Important mm-hmm. that they that they know that. Well,
1: it's, it is. And I, you know, you, you say, you know, making eye contact again, it's, you know, walking in my neighborhood, uh, I moved into a neighborhood where there's a lot of older couples that have sort of had kids grow up and and move out. And they had this little get together for all of the neighbors. And my husband was like, you're not gonna go, are you? I'm like, why wouldn't I go? What do you think they're gonna do? Eat me alive? Right. Of course, go and, and sit and have coffee and talk with them face to face. And it was, It was very old school, but it was really rewarding. I know everybody in the neighborhood now, and I I know their names. I can look at them and say hi. So it, it does make a difference, I agree. If you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. We've been chatting with Alyssa Milano, best known for hit TV shows like Who's the Boss and Charmed. She'll be hosting and judging the new season of Project Runway All-Stars, which is airing Wednesdays at 9 on Lifetime. Let's get back to our conversation. Obviously, you called into Boston. We're a huge sports city. You know, in 2000, Before 2007, if you were a girl and you were a sports fan, and I have a Patriots tattoo on my ankle, so I'm a diehard football fan. And the only way you could find anything remotely cute or anything at all to wear, you had to go to the men's department, you had to go to the boys' department, and you'd get this giant boxy t-shirt that never looked right with your favorite sports team. But you created something. And I remember when I started seeing the ads for your clothing line touch and all the, the, you know, Major League Baseball teams, you created fashionable sportswear for women. I honestly... I remember seeing it and looking at my husband going, oh, my God, she did it. She did it. I love her. You created, and now the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, your clothing line is everywhere. You've made sportswear, like, adorable and cute and fashionable for women. Yeah,
0: it was just just an idea that was born out of necessity, right? Like, I mean, much like you, I would go... And sort of be creative on how I would wear the clothes, and <laughs> yep. most of the time I went to the kids store. Yes, um, and then anything that was available specifically for women was always pink, which mm-hmm. I was always offended by the pink. Yeah, same. Um, and so yeah, so about almost twelve years ago now, I pitched this idea to Major League Baseball, and they were the first. Um, they had the exclusive for the first year uh, to do a fashion-forward female fan apparel line, and I don't think that they necessarily under- understood <laughs> what I meant when I pitched it to them. But I think they responded to the fact that I was a huge baseball fan. Oh yeah, they're like, you know what? Let's give her, let's give her a shot. And and by the second year, we had all the other leagues lined up, and it's been on the market for 12 years, and and I'm super proud of it because not not only you know, just because there's something very rewarding about having an idea and then actually cultivating it and see it turn into something tangible. Mm -hmm. Um, But also I feel like we we were able to change um, fan apparel uh, across the board, and, and many more companies are now taking female fans into consideration and what our fashion needs are. Um, and that feels really good, too. So thank you for bringing that up. I really appreciate it. It,
1: it was honestly, it was the first thing on my mind. I'm like, I cannot wait to tell her, thank you, thank you, thank you for finally giving me something <laughs> cute to wear that wasn't pink, because I agree with that. I The Patriots are, you know, my favorite team, but I like the red, old-fashioned style, and I don't want necessarily something so bright and you know fluorescent I sometimes I like the navy blue sometimes I like the red so I appreciate it and I know a lot of a lot of women appreciated your respect for sports and your respect for women who love sports and I think it comes through in the clothes so thank
0: you very thank well
1: you done so much. and speaking of fashion we have to get to you know Project Runway because before I let you go that's you know You're hosting, you're judging, and this season is kind of an all-star season, so we've got 14 designers, all winners from the past seasons from across across the globe. Is this true? So they'll be named a world champ, but they're going to get the chance to collaborate with JCPenney on a collection as part of the the Project Runway line that will be sold at stores, and they'll get $100,000 plus a ton of other amazing things. What, you know, when it comes to fashion, what makes you what makes something stand out to you? Like what does a designer have to do because everybody thinks they can do it and everyone thinks they can do it well, but what is it that makes this design or this I mean, idea from, great?
0: For me personally, I like innovation that's super wearable. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um I like clothes that are interesting and unique and shows, you know, who the designer is. But also nothing that's too outrageous that, you know, someone couldn't wear it. Right. Right. Because at the end of the day, that's really what we're looking for here, right, is is clothes that we can wear. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's the most important. And it's a, it's a very hard balance between finding something or creating something that is wearable but also something that is, you know, maybe you've never seen it before. Maybe it's a new way of doing, you know, the little black dress. Yeah. Um, so it's really just about creative thinking and looking outside of the box. And, um, you know, the thing that's so great to me about doing All-Stars is, and I've, you know, I host, I've hosted it for five years, um, the, the contestants know what the drill is, right? So it's not right, like it's regular Project yeah. r- Runway where they're coming in, they don't know how to play the game or what, um, you know, so their, their spirits are really getting crushed. Basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whereas right. by the time they get to us, they've been through it. They know how to play the game. They know what they have to do to win. So not only is the level of competition so much higher, but for me I don't feel as um, – you know, bad. heartbroken yeah. Yeah. giving someone <laughs> right. a, a bad critique as I think I would if this was their first experience. Um, so I think the critiques are a lot tougher, um, which just makes for, for better designs, I think. Um, but it's just such, could you imagine, I mean, as, as a little girl, I mean, everyone saw who's the boss, right? I mean, it's not, it's, I loved fashion. I, I've always loved fashion. I've loved taking risks. And, yes. Um, so to have this job where you get to go in every single day and be, you know, do, do have my hair and makeup done by the best in the industry and get to wear amazing clothes. <laughs> yeah, and, then, I'm so and then being surrounded by these designers that are so brilliant and mm-hmm. so creative and so inspiring, it's just such a fun job. And um, I'm really proud of this season. I hope I hope people tune in because it, it really is a special a special year.
1: So that will be so Project Runway All Stars will air. Uh, so it's Wednesday nights at nine on Lifetime. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, before I let you go, you've got the second season of Insatiable coming on Netflix. And you know, doing Netflix because you know earlier we were talking about how TV has changed so much. What is What is the deal with Netflix? Because I, I mean, as an actor now, at this point, do you, is that something that, you know, actors and actresses want? Like, they're looking for, you know, Netflix series or shows. Is that something that when you get offered, you know, a role on one that you think automatically, yes, I'm in, yes, I'm in? Or do you still sort of hesitate?
0: Here's the interesting thing. It's insatiable. We, We shot the pilot actually for the CW.
1: No, sir. Yes, oh my and god.
0: the CW didn't pick it up. And so there was a whole day where we were like, oh, my God. Oh, wow. We were so upset. We were heartbroken they're not picking up our show. And then I'll never forget it. Friday afternoon comes. <laughs> I get a phone call from my agency, and they're like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> but um, Netflix is picking up Insatiable.
1: That's awesome.
0: And I was like, what, what, what do you mean? so we had so i sort of dealt with this heartache and then all of a sudden had this this you know glee that, I bet. that the fact that that netflix picked it up i think the great thing about um television right now is that there are so many more uh networks uh cable networks and streamers um and what that really means is a the quality of work is better mm-hmm. um but also it just it employs so many more actors and, and crew members because there's just more production. That's right. Um, so I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think anytime you're able to uh, be on the air um, in something, you're really lucky. And the fact that there's so many more um, avenues to for that to actually be produced and, and get out there, I think, uh, has been um, great. And I think it's great for the industry. Um, it's not so great for the film industry, but for television, I think it's been really important.
1: So before I let you go, Alyssa, what's what's one piece of advice you would give to any any young female listener that we have right now that is looking to get into the business? You know, any piece of advice, something maybe that you had hoped somebody would give to you or maybe somebody did give to you, you know, because you basically grew up through it and through every different change in technology and television. So what, what's something that you would give, you know, for advice to our female listeners if they're trying to get into the business?
0: Um, well, there's there's a few things, one <laughs> of which I think is super important, which is to always uh, cultivate other aspects of who you are mm-hmm. and what makes you happy and, um, and and where you find your fulfillment because the industry is so... There's a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard business to be a part of because of that. And so it really it becomes what... What are you doing uh, to maintain fulfillment even when you're not working? Um, Good point. And I think that that's, that mentality has allowed me to to, you know, to to come up with a clothing line and to focus on philanthropy or, or community service or volunteering. Um, because when I'm not working, I, I have to find fulfillment in other ways um but also i think uh you have to have a certain amount of tenacity to be in this business and Mm -hmm. to know that um to believe in yourself and to know that there is a place for you um and and sometimes it takes a while for you to get to that place um and to find that place but uh if you believe in it and and want it for the right reasons um then i i think it'll happen
1: Alyssa, i am I, I, this has been like a, a check off my bucket list to talk with you you have no idea i am That's so
0: sweet thank i am you so much. such
1: means so much to me. such a fan i love what you do on and thank off the screen I think you are so important for women for human beings it has been such a pleasure to have you on exceptional women this morning can I
0: come back again
1: y- yes oh my gosh magic 106.7 here in Boston you can come on this show anytime if you're okay, ever in you. Boston you come in you have an open invitation you are absolutely fabulous thank i love you, you. I really appreciate your hospitality. Thank you so much. Love you, Alyssa. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you to Alyssa Milano for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talk to celebrities and CEOs, but we're also interested in your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Email us if you know someone you'd like to suggest. We'd love to hear from you, and be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 730 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Thanks for listening, and have a great day, everyone.